Zalmana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'd like to start out today's episode by announcing the winner of last episode's drawing giveaway. Everyone who left a comment under the show notes for episode 88 on my blog was entered to win a knitting kit of their choice from the new website kitterly.com. I randomly chose between the comments left, and I'm very happy to announce that the winner of this amazingly generous prize is Emily Ross, or Mop Lover on Ravelry. Congratulations, Emily. I'll be in touch to get your shipping information very soon here, and I'll be putting you in touch with the people of Kitterly for you to pick out your prize. Emily, I think that we're all pretty excited for you with this prize, and I really hope that you enjoy your kit. For those of you who entered but did not win this time around, remember that you can still save 15% off your next purchase on Kitterly.com with the coupon code STITCHES2015. Also, don't forget, I'll be announcing another great drawing for you to enter later on in this episode. I have another really, really, really good prize. So since the last time I sat down at this microphone, a lot has happened. There has been a lot of knitting, but more importantly, I just got back from one of the most wonderful trips I've ever had the pleasure of going on. In the last few episodes, you probably remember me talking about how I was going on the Lantern Moon knitting retreat this year. I was hired as an instructor, and my husband and I just got back, and I'm here to tell you it was amazing. The retreat was held in Sisters, Oregon, which was this adorable little town, just kind of tucked back in the woods. And we stayed at the Five Pines Lodge, which was so cozy and lovely and picturesque. And everybody got to stay in a beautiful, luxurious cabin. And there was a spa on premises. And it was so wonderful and relaxing. My husband and I both had a good time. Obviously, I was working and hanging out with all of the ladies there in attendance, who were also equally wonderful, by the way. But my husband had a great time, too, because he got to relax in this beautiful cabin and go on hikes and just see the town. And it was just a great experience all around. Now, obviously, this is the first retreat I've been on with Lantern Moon. But I believe that this is their third year, third or fourth. And from all the ladies there, there were many ladies there that had attended every single one, which is a good sign, don't you think? But anyway, the um, ladies that had attended retreats with Lantern Moon before all said that Lantern Moon does an amazing job. I, for one, was just shocked by their generosity and attention to detail, they really treated everyone there really well, including me. I was, I was kind of surprised because, you know, I, I kind of felt like 
I was there to work, but they really just included me in everything. They provided just beautiful gift baskets for everyone, vouchers for everyone to get complimentary spa treatments. It, it was it was great. It, it couldn't have been better in my mind. I was very happy. So if you want to give yourself a little gift in the future and go on a wonderfully relaxing knitting retreat, I highly suggest that you look into a retreat with Lantern Moon. They did a really, really nice job, and it was a fabulous weekend. So after that, my husband and I drove from Portland, Oregon up to Washington to visit some friends, as well as for me to do an event at a yarn shop in Mount Vernon, Washington. Now this was a great yarn store. It's called Wild Fibers Yarn Shop, and its owner, Sarah, really thought of everything for my visit. I was so happy and excited. I first met her and she was wearing her sprig pullover from Botanical Knits 2. And just the shop was just decked out with knitted samples from my books. It was so nice. She had a whole back room set up for me to teach classes. And there was just beautiful displays. And she and her staff really made me feel welcome and so well supported. It was really very nice. So I spent the whole day there at Wildfires teaching classes to some lovely ladies and getting to meet knitters, and it was a really wonderful day. And so aside from these great knitting events that I got to experience in my time up in the Pacific Northwest, my husband and I just really enjoyed being able to visit that part of the country. When we were in Washington, we drove by this gigantic daffodil field, just a field of daffodils as far as you can see, I've never seen anything like it. It was so amazing. And then in Sisters, Oregon, it's like we were just surrounded by forest and just the drive. Everything was so lush and green with beautiful big trees. It was just amazing. So um, I just want to say thank you to Lantern Moon for inviting me to be part of the retreat this year. I couldn't have had a better time. Thank you to Sarah from Wild Fibers for hosting me at her beautiful store. And thank you to all the knitters that I got to meet and who made me feel so welcome and who were so kind. I loved meeting everyone at the retreat and at the Wild Fibers yarn store. It was just so nice all around. I could just keep going on and on and on and bore everyone to tears telling you how great it was. <laughs> it was just, it was a really nice experience. But I'll stop. And let's talk about knitting. I've really been knitting quite a bit lately, mostly work knitting. Um, for personal knitting, I've just worked up a few little baby hats recently as quick gifts. The one hat was just a basic little hat that I made for Courtney, my model from Botanical Knits 1 and 2. She recently had a baby and just texted me one day and said, do you ever make baby hats? And I'm thinking, who do you think you're talking to? Of course I make baby hats. So I whipped up a little cute yellow beanie with a gigantic pom-pom for her little baby girl. Was exactly what she wanted. So that was fun. And then just last night, I completed another little tiny baby hat for my friend who just had her baby girl. And this hat is so, so adorable. 
It's the pattern by Kate Oates called This Little Piggy. And you guessed it, it's a little tiny pig hat. It is the funniest and cutest thing you may have ever seen. It even has a little curly tail in the back, okay? It's it's ridiculously cute. I, I, I've been looking at this pattern for years, and I just, I broke down. I just had to make it. It's drying right now. I have it blocking on a towel right here in my office, and I'm really looking forward to giving it to my friend when I see her this week and her new little baby. The other great thing about this little hat with the snout and the tail and the cute little ears and the whole thing, it only took me literally like one day to knit. It was so quick. It was a really nice little break from my design project, which is a little bit labor intensive at the moment. So about my design project, it's something that I'm super excited about. Let me tell you the story. It all started a few months ago when I was talking to designer Susan B. Anderson on the phone, and she mentioned in passing this company that I had never heard of before called Little Skein in the Big Wool. From what Susan said, this company sounded super adorable. They put together little knitting kits themed around children's literature, and I'm all about that. Then, about a month later... I received an email from none other than the owner of Little Skein in a Big Wool, Anne Valley, who asked me if I'd like to design a special pattern for an upcoming kit based on the book The Secret Garden. Now immediately when I read this email and she said The Secret Garden, I envisioned the stone wall from the story, the stone wall covered with ivy that surrounds the secret garden. Do you remember that from the story and the hidden door? Remember all of that? Well, if you know me, you know that I love Ivy and and adding twisty cables, vines, and leaves into my knitting. So this seemed like the absolutely perfect project for me to take on. I immediately was super excited about it and just really wanted to do it. When I saw Anne at the Stitches West show in February... She presented me with some lovely options of yarn to use. She um, showed me some skeins of fingering weight yarn from the Dyer Western Sky Knits, who I've never used her yarns before. Now, there were some flowery color options, but I immediately gravitated towards a beautiful tonal gray that the Dyer used the stone wall in the story for as her inspiration. What a perfect fit for the design that I had in mind. I like that both the pattern that I'm working up and the color are both inspired by the same part of the story. So ever since I've been working up this textured cable shawl using a variation of one of my favorite stitch patterns that literally looks to me like ivy growing up a wall. I love it so much and I cannot wait to finish this. But of course, it's a little slow moving since it's a lot of cables in a big shawl, so it's taking me a while, but I am enjoying it. I'm so very pleased with how effortlessly this project has flowed so far, with all of the pieces fitting into place. It's really nice when you don't have to force a design or force inspiration for something. This project seems like it was simply made for me, and it's coming together very easily. I'm about halfway done with my shawls so far. I still have to finish the main pattern and work up the border, 
but I'll be sure to post some progress pictures for everyone to check out very soon. This yarn that I'm using from Western Sky Knits, I believe it's called Magnolia Sock, has a very lovely hand to it. And the subtle variations in the color make the textured stitches of the cable pattern really pop. I know that this is a special colorway made up just for this future kit, so I don't know the name of it yet, but it's really quite beautiful. Unfortunately, this special secret garden themed kit from Little Skein in the Big Wool won't be available until the summertime, but when it is available, I hope that you'll enjoy making up this secret garden shawl as much as I have. For now, I have a little surprise for you. A special new knitting story to share with you today from the owner of Little Skein in the Big Wool, Anne Valley, where she speaks a little bit about the inspiration behind her work. Her story is entitled, The Sentimental Knitter. remember learning how to knit, but somehow I just always knew. My mother knit, my grandmother knit, and my Italian nanny knit, but always for practical reasons and almost always for a baby, a new wee member of the family who needed a hat to keep warm or a blanket to cuddle or a winter sweater. I briefly flirted with knitting back in my 20s, but this was in the 1990s and knitting was pretty far from fashionable. And then, when I was pregnant with my son back in 2006, I found myself with an irresistible urge to knit. It felt like something in my DNA. I absolutely had to make something for this new life. But this was also before Ravelry and before I knew much about yarn, knitting, or good projects for beginners. I visited my local craft store and found the most scrumptious lavender-colored yarn. Color was the only thing I was interested in and so I bought 20 balls of it. It was a beautiful, worsted weight, cotton yarn. I decided to hold it double because surely that would make things go faster. I bought some size 10 needles and sketched out a simple knit pearl motif. As I began to knit though, the cotton didn't feel very good in my hands, and the long, long rows of a blanket couldn't really hold my attention, and I lost steam after about five inches. But the desire to make something stayed with me. Flash forward two years and I was the proud mom of a very sweet and curious toddler. I've always been a tactile person and so it was natural for me to fill my son's nursery with toys that felt beautiful in my hands. Wooden toys and felt toys, wicker baskets, things that we could touch and explore and enjoy. One day I saw a picture of a basket of knitted strawberries and I was once again possessed by a desire to knit. I had to learn how to make these strawberries for my boy. I wanted us to squish them and pretend to eat them and have strawberry-laden tea parties together. Once again, I headed out to my local yarn store and asked for some help to find the right color yarn. This time, though, I got lucky. I found Madeline Tosh hand-dyed wool in the most luscious shades of ripe strawberry red and a variegated green for the leaves. These were probably going to be the most expensive strawberries ever. I reacquainted myself with knitting, this time with the smallest, most fiddly, and utterly rewarding project ever. Each night, I struggled to learn how to knit in a tiny circumference to increase, decrease, and shape a toy. 
Some mornings, I was able to delight my son with a new piece of knitted fruit for his collection. As I think back, relearning how to knit like this was crazy and also wonderful. Casting on three stitches and joining them in the round is so hard, and yet it never really seemed daunting at the time, and it gave me the confidence to do nearly anything else with knitting that I wanted. Knitted apples? Sure. A knitted eggplant? No problem. I went on to make an entire basket of knitted fruit and vegetables, and then hats and sweaters, first for my son and then for myself. I started knitting every day, and sometimes well into the night, and I found that being a knitter fits me. As my son grew and began elementary school, I found that I wanted to shift careers away from a corporate office and into something more flexible. So knitting again was the path toward home for me. In 2013, I created Little Skein in the Big Wool, an online shop where I curate and create luxury knitting kits, all themed around children's and classic literature. And these are kits and other treats for sentimental knitters like me. My very first kit was everything that you needed to make a beautiful pair of socks designed by Laura Linneman of the Knit Girls podcast and inspired by the adorable picture book Extra Yarn. I commissioned yarn from one of my favorite indie dyers, Jinx Yarns. I commissioned fabric from a textile designer and I sewed project bags from this gorgeous fabric and tucked in a whole host of other knitting themed extras. And then I knit the socks, a pair for me and a pair for my boy. They're his favorites because, as he says, they're knitted full of mama love. And they're my favorites because they represent the beginning of a whole new journey for me, one where I'm both a maker and a business owner, a mom and an artist. Once upon a time, I dreamt of knitted strawberries, and now I dream of creating lovely fabric and accessories that are inspired by heroines like Anne of Green Gables or Laura Ingalls Wilder. But it's the same thing to me, and it's inextricably tied to my boy, to my love of books and literature, and to my desire to make things both useful and beautiful. Thank you again, Anne, so much for sharing your story with us. Now, I don't know about you listening, but after that story, I don't know what I want to do more. Reread a children's book, knit up some strawberries with Madeline Tosh yarn, or hug my own little boy. All I know is that little skein in the big wool sounds amazing. Now, like I said, the secret garden kit with my new secret garden shawl design will not be available until summer, but I do have a little surprise for you. Anne is releasing a Little House in the Big Woods kit in April, featuring a shawl designed by Susan B. Anderson. It will be available for sale on shoplittleskein.com on Saturday, April 11th. But if you leave a comment on my blog, nevernotknitting.com, under the show notes of episode 89, you'll be entered to win one of these very special kits of your very own. Now let me tell you what's in this kit if you win, okay? This is an extra deluxe kit that she's giving away. The winner will receive a PDF copy of Susan's shawl pattern, 
inspired by the story Little House in the Big Woods. It has two skeins of plucky knitter yarn in a beautiful rich red, a shawl-sized zippered project bag handcrafted out of original fabric created by Anne with original artwork from hand letterer Jamie Hennel. It also includes a set of Little House in the Big Woods themed stitch markers and handcrafted row marker made from polymer clay. And the list goes on. A lotion bar from Barmaids with an exclusive scent made just for this kit. A packet of wildflower seeds. And a copy of the book, Little House in the Big Woods. Now, as I said, you have the chance to win this very special deluxe kit. You'll have until April 15th to leave your comment under the show notes. That's what you need to do to enter to win. And as always, I'll be announcing the winner on the following episode. Now, I don't know about you, but The Little House in the Big Woods was probably one of my all-time favorite books growing up. And one that I absolutely forced my own daughter to read just a few years back. I even remember as a kid playing pretend and dressing up as Laura Ingalls Wilder. That's how much I loved that series. So this kit looks absolutely amazing to me. It's something I would definitely want for myself and something I would really enjoy sharing with my daughter as well. Also, although I've never had the pleasure of knitting with Plucky Knitter Yarn, I've heard nothing but great things. So this custom deluxe kit that Anne is giving away on the podcast is valued at $135, but Anne will be releasing kit variations in all price ranges for sale, including even a knit from stash option, which will be available to purchase through June. I thought that that was really nice. I really am a sucker for all things themed and for special little details. And to me, it seems like Anne really just thought of everything here. These kits sound so adorable, and I can't wait to see all of the fun things she has in store for the Secret Garden kit later on this summer. I hope that I get to knit with one of her kits in the future as well. If you would like to learn a little bit more about Anne and her company, Little Skein in the Big Wool, I invite you to check out her website at littleskein.com. Of course, I'll be putting links to everything I've talked about in this episode in the show notes. If you're new to the podcast, I'd like to remind everyone that the show notes for my podcast can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. You can also find me over on Ravelry as Never Not Knitting. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any questions or comments, you can email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. Well, everyone, thank you again so much for joining me today. That's all I've got for episode 89, but I hope that you'll join me again soon at the end of April for the last episode of this podcast season, episode 90. I'll have another story to share and another great giveaway. Until next time. She won't even do the dishes. The house plants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are a-clickin' From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She 
just doesn't really care. She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. Nobody has clean laundry No pants, no shirts, no underwear But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yard in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry even in the washer and dryer That's why She can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting And it's making Her husband mad Her husband mad I'm filing for divorce She just won't stop her stitching And the neighbors Say it's really getting bad She's taking pictures of socks again Oh is burning up in flames. Oh, 911. Her husband says, "Get up, let's go." But she can't set down her project. She says, "Just let me finish up this row." She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. She just won't stop her stitching And, well, she's losing all she had